Hello, crew. Hello, squad. It is the 29th of October, 2023. Welcome to another Ghost and Clover podcast, powered by our good friends over at EAA, European American Armory, and we'll talk about them uh, at nauseum here uh, a little bit later on. Uh, we are uh, respectively proud members of Self Defense Radio Network as well as Firearms Radio Network. I want to say uh, thanks to those that support both our channel. And as soon as I bring Ghost in here, we'll probably talk about that just a little bit. Maybe I know I released some info earlier uh, along those lines. Uh, and uh, you have walked into a show, if you're new here anyway, where even we don't know the topics, which sometimes can be uh interesting to say the least but it can be very very fun with the last topic of the night because that gets selected by a uh, lucky maybe lucky anyway viewer out there so make sure that you're chiming in you're saying hey in that live chat and that's going to give you the opportunity to pick the final topic of the evening uh, that of course brought to you by our friends over at uh at taurus and remember, too, if you're in the replay world out there, well, you can still participate down in the uh, comments below. So with that out of the way, what's up, man? What up, yo? How are you? I'm here. Uh, wet, cold, and nasty. And just, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to get down to about 34 tonight. And then the next three nights will be in the 20s, 26, 27. So uh, I guess we just had like a few days of fall and we're going back into winter now, I guess. I mean, that was a short fall. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. So like an all or nothing thing, weird. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I know we had a conversation. I don't know, you know, where you want to go with it, but. Sure. So normally we kick this off and we're like, yeah, thanks to you know the YouTube channel members and the Patreon patrons, and it's like, well, that's not really a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I sent out uh, an email message to all of my Patreon supporters last night, uh, and basically just telling them, and ha there's been some weird things with Patreon already going on the last year. But let's be honest, uh, I do appreciate everyone that supports over on Patreon. But for me, it's it's I don't get any engagement. I don't get uh, very much activity over there. And I think the reason why, well, there's probably a lot of reasons why, but the main reason why is is most people are over on YouTube. And uh, so I just made the decision. I know you've made a similar decision, and you probably have different reasons. You can go into yours. My biggest reason is just to streamline anyone that wants to support our channel and our projects and all of that. Um, and instead of having a separate platform to go do that, um, I decided that in the next, oh, I think, I think, I think November 6th is the dead day that I said that I will quit posting anything over on Patreon and, and basically said, if you want to continue to support our projects and all of that, then, uh, I gave them a link and, and you can join our YouTube memberships. If that's something that's, that they're going to be similar, if not the same, um, tiers and all of that with some different perks for the different tiers and all that but basically what we have decided to do over here is to just get away from patreon and just run everything through the youtube memberships and all of that because that way people don't have to change platforms and 
and all of that. It's, it's a lot easier. And I think by now, a lot of people, especially my viewers, are, are very aware and, and use my community tab a lot because we utilize our, our community tab very almost every day. And so now it's just one of those things where they can just kind of go there. Members only are going to get this, the same sneak peeks. Uh, we'll be doing some like monthly chats. Even if you want to go into that, that, that the highest tier, <clears throat> throwing in one that uh, we can do a video collab, um, whether, well, however you want to do it. But, you know, if, if you want me to record something, a video or something, and then I can give that to that person and, they can utilize it in a video collab or whatever. I can do a shout out on a video, whatever they want to do. Uh, there's different tiers and all that, but yeah, I've decided to to steer away from the Patreon side of things and pretty much stick with YouTube memberships. And I know that you've done uh, something similar, and I'm sure you have your own reasons. Yeah, well, I mean, I I definitely echo some of the reasons that you're talking about there for sure. And, and folks have to keep in mind that. Um, the YouTube membership system has severely outpaced Patreon as far as mm -hmm. capable of doing, especially on platform. Uh, and there's little to no integration. Will there, will there be some easier integration between the two one day? Maybe, but it, there's got to be such a gap there um, that, uh, yeah, I get what you're coming from. I mean, it's difficult to uh, devote kind of time you need to, to two different ones. It's, it's definitely a split focus and it's lowering what you're available to offer for those that are, are looking for, for engagement. Um, for myself, uh, clovertech.com slash support. I did set up a page on the website uh, for all those that are patrons, obviously in the next week or so, uh, you're not, that's, it's all going to be gone. So, you know, if you do want to continue to support, or maybe there's people out there that are looking to you know, throw some support. Uh, there's a bunch of ways to do that from shopping affiliate links to swag stores to straight up, you know, cash app and Venmo uh, to, as Ghost talked about, the YouTube channel members. And I've made that very easy uh, through uh, clevertech.com slash support to go look at all those options. And I don't just have those options linked, but I have an explanation of what those options entail. Right, like the channel gets so and so, it cost us X percent, right, for this, or it doesn't cost us anything, or whatever. And you can make the decision not only that's right for you, but right for the type of support that you want to do. Like, if you, you know, if you wanted straight up uh, nobody to take any percentage out of what you're supporting with, that would primarily be a Cash App or a Venmo thing, right? Uh, if you wanted a recurring uh, support, well, that would be like a PayPal thing, uh, so forth and so on. And it lays it all out on that page. Um, real quick, my, my primary reason is much, much different. And we talked about this privately, and, and I discussed this in a video with the, uh, the patrons, and I've also addressed my, with uh, the channel members on this. But um, PayPal was basically stealing money from me. I don't know how else to, to put it. I, I, they, they can't explain it. But I'm paying for channel or, or, or won't explain it. <laughs> they won't explain it. Yeah. But I'm literally paying for channels that um, were banned from the platform. And there's some channels that we know and love uh, that were banned from them. And, and I'm still paying for those. It's still coming out every month. And unfortunately, that side of things where I support other creators is tied directly to my creator thing. And if I'm going to ax it, I got to ax the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, it's to the tune of, you know, $10, $15 a month. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, that's $10 or $15 a month. There's also other fees and other percentages coming out 
that I never agreed to that's not in the contract that that with you know when I originally signed up you know and I'm thinking I can devote that you know if I'm going to support other creators like I've got this money that's being basically stolen from me or stolen from the people that support me would be a more accurate way to put it in, in some way, shape, form, and fashion. Uh, but either way, I've got this money that is being lost. It's leaking out of the bucket. And, like, I can use that to, you know, kick over to other creators. There's other creators that I want to support. So uh, for me, it just made sense. Uh, we live in the world, as I said, uh, with uh, all the different options there that, that you have to, to throw support at a creator that that's one that I'm just tired of quite honestly it had a good run <laughs> and as ghosts said earlier I'll echo that thanks to everybody who was over there and, and a patron for so so long uh, almost since patreon's been in existence some of you uh, hopefully we see you uh, on the support side in uh, in some other ways but uh, if we don't it's been a great run and, and we definitely appreciate it um, our buddy yep. Chase out there says Clover will be providing paid shout outs and personal messages to his throngs of fans on Cameo. Uh, Please make sure to do select the ultimate package. Absolutely. <laughs> Only FUDs, baby. Only FUDs, uh, baby. But um, yeah, with that <laughs> we can get into you're up for first topic. So I am. So we had a discussion Tuesday night, which is a great discussion over the Armed Citizen podcast, and you weren't able to make it. Uh, so I wanted to kind of bring yours. We were talking about bug out bags or go bags or get home bags and all of that. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to get your thoughts on on go bags, bug out bags, whatever. Uh, so the first question I have for you is: When you hear the word bug out bag or go bag or whatever, what uh, what first comes to mind? Well, I intentionally missed, so I didn't have to talk about the subject. So, first of all, well, then I, it up. yes, I am glad to do this to you. Then put you <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> when I hear bug out bag, I think of uh, you know something that you have at the ready uh, that contains some necessities uh, for you to be able to. Uh, get to a point where there are other necessities and supplies available. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and, and for me, I call it a get home bag uh, because I, like I explained in, in in the podcast on Tuesday, I'm not trying to get somewhere else. I'm trying to get home because uh, where I live and how everything is surrounded and set up around me, uh, we're gonna bunker down here if that Red Dawn SHTF uh, scenario happens. So my bag is a get home bag. Now, whether it's a get home bag or a bug out bag or, or a go bag or whatever, um, when you think of that, and you, like you said, those essentials, what are some of those essentials that you uh, either have? First of all, let me ask you this. Do you have a, a go bag? Yeah, my stuff is, you know, I here's what I consider a go bag, and it's been this way for years. Yeah. I have a tiered range bag system. Okay. Uh, because a lot of the things that you would need in that situation, honestly, there are occasions where you need them in right everyday life, uh, mm -hmm. whether that's emergency situations, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a tiered system. And what I mean by that is you have a big bag, you have a smaller bag, you have 
a even smaller bag and then you have like a personal size type thing sure yep. and so you can always start out with a larger bag and as you go shed weight and just shed stuff along the way um, you could rifle shuffle through any of that stuff and throw any combination of things into a smaller bag um, yep. you've got some modular flexibility with it I guess is what I'm saying absolutely um, yeah. a lot of a lot of people and I like that idea better because a lot of people, they go, oh, well, this is all, all I need. Well, that's all I need for the situations you're thinking, yeah. But if you start yeah. thinking about all these different multiple situations uh, and always being ready and being prepared, you're going to need more stuff. And then, mm -hmm. you know, being able to, a lot of people could, you know, maybe you need a bigger bag. Maybe you need a smaller bag. Maybe you need, you know, you never know. And so it mm -hmm. allows me to, uh, to be able to customize that or just grab x size bag or whatever you know sure. and, and go i mean with the default contents or whatever that might be yeah I, i've got i've i keep three different bags ready and either in the vehicle or whatever and i've got multiple and, and different vehicles and the one at the house they're all basically the same not exactly but they're basically the same uh the first bag that i have is a medical bag and it has a first aid kit it has trauma kits it has anything that if i'm driving down the road and there and I see a car accident or something anything that I could possibly need or, or use to help an individual until EMTs get there or whatever be be a first responder so I, I've got I've got a medical bag and it's a smaller bag uh, then a second bag is what I call my get home bag and I, and I and what I've got is I've got certain things in there that will allow me to uh, basically go for 24 I and mean, I could probably stretch it to 48 hours but it's a 24-hour go bag. It's to get me home. It's got the essentials that I need basically for 24, maybe 36, 48 hours at the most. And then I've got a survival bag, and that's something that will get me three days to four days, uh, 72 to 96 hours, because if, if I need more than that, then most of the stuff that's in that survival bag, and we're talking tarps, we're talking you know, uh, different things that will help you survive out in the, in the outdoors, if I need to go past that four days, that 96 hours, well, all the stuff that's in that survival bag will allow me to continue to survive. Because at, after that, whatever is in that bag, basically the only thing I need for that would be water and food, right? Uh, and, and if you know anything about survival skills, uh, the best thing you can do is try to find a high point that's got a water source of some sort near it. And that's where you want to bunker down. So if you can find a water source, uh, that's great because you can you need water before you'll need food. You can go a lot longer without food than you can go without water. So as long as you can find a water source and you can go hunt or you can go scavenge food. But so my my bags are three. Mine's a medical, a twenty four to forty eight hours, and then a seventy two to ninety six hour, and extended upon the supplies that I have inside that survival bag. Well, at water source, uh, I agree with you on the water source. And water source can also be food. Uh, it could be, you know, sure. Potentially, yeah. you know, you've got frogs. Potentially, you've obviously, you've got fish. And it may be small perch, but you've mm -hmm. got fish. Nonetheless, I yep. mean, you know. Absolutely. Small, small perch is better than nothing. But if, you can, but, if, but if you can only find yourself a small creek, you know, that may have a little bit, at least you'll have water and you can go find something to hunt if you need to, you know. Right. Yeah. If there's no fish in that water source, um, you know, a little bit of food and a little bit of water 
uh, but mm -hmm. uh, you know is is a must for me. And yep. I say a little bit because I agree with you. Uh, you know, I don't do you know uh, at least in a, a smaller, more immediate like necessity um, context. Uh, yeah. You know, you're talking like one bottle of water. Well, that can be handy even in like the med kit or something like that. Absolutely. Um, same way works with a protein bar or something along that lines. Or a couple of bar, them. yep. Um, can still be great, you know, in the sense of like a med kit and things like that. So you're serving those multiple purposes, right? Yep. And that also allows a potential easier rotation of things like that as well. Um, yep. One thing that... Um, that I, I recommend uh, is a change of clothes uh, for for many situations. Um, uh, even many situations, even before you get to, you know, a world-ending scenario, bugging out, getting home type scenario. Um, and a lot of people don't think about that until you're in that situation and you're absolutely miserable. Um, so socks, without a doubt, underwear, pants, shirt. Uh, and then some type of layer, uh, a hoodie or a jacket. Um, yeah. I keep know. socks in a hoodie. I, I don't necessarily. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to take a full change of clothes. But in my vehicle, I've got two or three pairs of wool socks, mm -hmm. and I've got a hoodie that I don't very rarely wear. So I put, you know, a, a hoodie that I'm not going to wear all the time. Um, that I just forgot about, and there it is. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question because this is the one thing that a lot of people forget about when they start talking about uh, survival or go bags or whatever. Uh, and I mentioned this in the podcast, but a lot of people tend to forget. Now, we're, I'm not talking like aspirin, ibuprofen, all Aleve, all of that stuff. I'm talking, when I talk drugs i'm talking prescription drugs a lot of people are on prescription drugs whether it's uh, you know cholesterol blood pressure you know, diabetes anything and everything that you might be doing most people don't think about if i have to bug out those are just as important as anything else because those medications are what are going to help keep you healthy and alive and at your peak. So uh, what I tell people all the time is make sure that you've got at least a few days, you know, maybe a no, week. No, I would say weeks. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. Pill yeah. caddies that are a week's, you can get a week's, and I guess if you're yeah. taking a handful a day, maybe not. But if you're taking three or four pills or something like that a day, and even mm -hmm. vitamins, I would say, whatever your regular routine and regimen is, because if you're taking a pretty heavy vitamin regimen a day, and then you get into a situation where you're not taking those, and your and your body reacts yep. to that. Um, what you're saying, you're you're not going to be at your peak. Your body's going to be going through some type of withdrawal because of that, right? So Absolutely. whatever your reg regular regimen is, uh, and again, if it's not very much, uh, a week's worth of peel caddies or whatever, you know, the little seven yeah. compartments are are tiny. They don't take up any room. Mm -hmm. That's that's easily could be you could carry that around in a cargo pant pocket or something easily. Absolutely easily. could. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely, uh, without a doubt, need to be having that stuff. And, and again, just keep it rotated. I mean, every month month or so goes by. Um, take your the pill caddy you got in the house, put it in the bag, and take that one out and start you know taking those every day. You know, or whatever. So you Absolutely. keep that stuff rotated. But uh, but I'm a big believer in. Uh, and, and keeping some over-the-counter stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Got uh, to. Again, just for day-to-day -day 
purposes. I mean, how many times have we been at an event or on the range and you say, man, I got a headache. I wish. And I'm like, here you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, um, my knees are killing me. You got any yeah. leave or aspirin or anything? Yeah. Here's, here's a couple a of leave, right. <laughs> having some, some things like that. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, having some things like that around Benadryl, uh, is, is a yeah, fantastic a one, one to have around because, you know, yeah, it's not as good as an EpiPen. Uh, but if you get into a situation you, yep. where, uh, you don't it can have get an you EpiPen, to that EpiPen. or you run across somebody else that doesn't have an EpiPen or whatever the case yep. may be, at least you've got something. I mean, that's, that's, is that going to necessarily keep that person from dying of shock or yourself? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, but you've got a lot better chance if you, if you pop a few Benadryl than you would otherwise. Yeah, a, a couple of things I want to touch on that you, you brought up, uh, different things. And I would say a neosporin or some kind of antibiotic ointment, um, especially if you're going to be out in the outdoors, uh, in the woods or whatever during this scenario, whatever it is, you're going to have to have something because you're inevitably going to get cut up, scraped up. Something's going to happen. Messing with twigs and wood and all that, you're going to get cuts and scrapes. Having some ointment to cut down on infection. Uh, is is key now you brought up water earlier and, and, and as much as i agree you have to have water i, I want to tell everybody this and this is just from my training and my experiences and, and everyone might have their own different thoughts and opinions on this but for me uh, obviously you want to have some water but understand water is extremely heavy bottles of water i think a gallon weighs like eight pounds yeah. uh, having a couple bottles is great because you can utilize those bottles in different ways once that water is gone you can refill those waters with the water source that's why finding some sort of a water source is, is crucial now with that water source you need to be able to figure out whether it's heating it up or using a life straw or some um yeah. some kind of tablets that are going to maybe make that drinkable water uh, there are different ways you can do that um but having a water source allows you not to have to, to weigh yourself down because I think they say that every ounce that is on your back equivalents to one pound of pressure on your back. And if you're going to load down with 10 bottles of water, well, that's just a lot of extra weight that you don't need to uh to weigh yourself down with obviously have two or three bottles or whatever you maybe even say two bottles for every person that there are, is within your party uh and then you can go from there but don't think that you've got to carry a case of water because if you can find a water source that's going to alleviate a lot of pressure on your body in that stressful situation no i yeah i agree and that's why i said just a couple of bottles max for yeah. like immediate immediate need type thing Sure. Um, you know, and then from there, I agree with you. you have some type of water filtration system of some sort. And I mean, in worse comes to worse. I mean, let's be honest. If we're talking about like some of the creeks here, uh, I would 100% drink straight out of the creek. I mean, oh, you're running here. over, yeah. you're running over gravel and rock and natural stuff that, especially if you can catch it coming off of a little waterfall or something like that. Um, it's not, you know, it's not pooled up. It's not stagnant. It's moving. It's filtering through rocks and sand and other things. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's not going to hurt you, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. at all. Uh, now Absolutely. I wouldn't drink out of a stagnated cattle pond, uh, nope. not without some kind of heavy, heavy filtration system. Um, yeah maybe in the in the absolute worst of circumstances but in that situation i think i'd try to find another water source before i probably attempted that 
uh, odds are that cattle pond or something is being fed or, or your own land that there's probably some other water source nearby. Yep. Uh, remember, and this is not all the time, ponds are, are, are a different animal, right? Uh, depends on if they're man-made or if they're natural or whatever. Uh, but remember this. Streams lead to creeks. Creeks lead to rivers. Okay? Rivers lead to bigger bodies of water. So if you can find yourself a stream, okay, and, and this is something in survival skills that people say, well, I don't know which way to go. It's real simple, guys. If you can find a stream, even if it's a dried up stream, right, chances are it's going to flow downhill. If you can't tell which way is downhill and all that, even if there's a little bit of water, follow the flow of the water. That little stream will take you to a larger creek typically. At that point, you might be able to find more water at that creek. If that creek still is not flowing a whole lot and you can't get enough water, follow the flow or go downhill, and you'll be able to find a river at some point. Now, is it going to take you a while? Possibly, yes. But in that scenario, you're going to be looking throughout that whole time, looking for different water sources and all that. But just remember that there's a big rule. Streams lead to creeks. Creeks lead to, river, uh, uh, to rivers. And that will always help you when you're trying to find a water source. Now, ponds, it all depends, man, whether it's a man-made pond or if it's a, 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 a natural pond. Spring-fed, absolutely. There's all sorts of different things to know about ponds. But uh, do your homework on water sources. Um, that was a really fun one. We want to say thank you again to uh, EAA, European American Armory, for uh sponsoring and powering this podcast uh, before we talk about eaa guys we do want to remind you that if you are out there in the live chat go ahead and say something you don't have to comment on this chat you can just say hello or hey or you guys are terrible or the rangers got killed last night whatever it is say something because what that does is the third segment of this podcast is a viewer picked randomly topic so you're automatically eligible to be chosen if you say something or anything in the live chat if you're watching this in replay or listening to this in podcast form well thank you so much but man start catching us live this is where all the fun conversation happens in the live chat and you could also be entered to pick that topic if you have a crazy topic come to the live chat and help us um eaa yeah man we uh been a big year for eaa and 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 you and i are privy to uh know some of the things that are coming down the line at eaa which are going to be very very exciting uh let's talk a little about eaa bro yeah um still um i'm still playing around uh mostly i think with the grisson high power man it's a mouthful uh mcp 35 <laughs> Uh, P-I-L-W Ops, which is, of course, the lightweight. Yes. Uh, half pound yes. lighter than uh, any of the uh, same framed versions that are steel. Uh, and um, you know, got the 2311. I ha haven't spent nearly enough time with the 2311 uh, as I had hoped so far, unfortunately. Um, yep. But um, a lot of that and the the 2311s of course we ended up getting uh came optics ready with optics yes and yes. i was kind of holding off because i wanted to because i'm just bougie like that i guess or whatever not really but i wanted to double dip 
Uh, I wanted to, uh, I had an, I have an opportunity to play around with some stuff from Gideon Optics. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to get too crazy with it until uh, that stuff comes in. And uh, I switched that over. And I don't even remember now. I want to say maybe the Gideon Judge is the one that I, that I had put on that. Um, and so since I put that on and dialed it in and everything, um, I have not played around with it, but I will say this. So I think we were talking personally about that. Um, now this is from a rest. This is not all, all panned or anything, of course, but with that 2311, with that Gideon red dot, no scope or anything crazy. Um, out six inch still at 50 yards is easy. Like it's predictable. Yeah with it it yeah. really is um so a pretty awesome pretty awesome uh handgun that the 2311s are I'm, I'm i'm eagerly awaiting the uh thank you atf and department of state but um eagerly awaiting and and i know a lot of other people are too some other models uh the yes. uh, longer barrels and other things other because calibers. that's one mm. one thing about the uh uh the Gerson EAA Witness 2311s is uh, you've got a choice of multiple barrel lengths and you've also got a choice uh, when they're all finally in the production or not the production pipeline, but when they finally all start coming into the country, thanks to the Department of State and the ATF. Um, you're not only going to have a variety of lengths available, uh, barrel length options, but you're also going to have a uh, variety of calibers, nine millimeter, forty-five, and ten mm -hmm. millimeter, or I guess it'd be nine millimeter, ten millimeter, forty-five. But you get what I'm if saying. You go in order, uh, sure, yeah. So not just uh, not just nine millimeter, which is what uh, a lot of the other companies that have that 2011 platforms are. You know, they're they're a one-trick pony, and EAA is not. They've looked at it and said, hey. Different people like different things. Some people hate nine millimeter, rightfully so. Some people love ten millimeter, rightfully so. And some people are just old crusty geezers that need the forty-five AARP. So they're uh, kind of covering everybody on that with their uh, their twenty-three elevens. Yeah, our buddy Chase out there, uh, obviously with EA. So thanks to Chase for being a good friend, but also um, for powering this podcast. He said, "Just getting started," and my friend. We know you are, and like I said, uh, can't say anything, but in the next few months, you guys, wow, wow, what's coming down the line is going to be incredible. Now, Defense Dad says, just ordered a Gerson yesterday. I think he said earlier it's a 1911. Yeah, um, he uh, he texted me yesterday or the day before, and it was a real simple answer to his question. He asked me yes. what I thought about <laughs> Gerson 1911s. And then he told me the price. It was on sale, some clearance. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, it's just, even if it was junk, I would tell you to buy it at that cost. I like that <laughs> right. price, you know? Like, right. Um, so it's like, that's a total no brainer. So I hope when it comes in, I hope he's happy with it. I, you know, um, yeah. you know, I don't know. I look know. forward to maybe some videos with that. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to Vince Dad doing some videos with that. Yeah. For sure. No, no doubt. Um, Obviously, the model he's talking about, I don't have any experience with that particular model other than maybe shooting a few at range days, range events, and sure. things like that. Um, but, um, yeah, he's saying out there it's one of the older Davidson models. So that's it, those models are pretty – the distributor specials uh, are pretty doggone nice, nice handguns yeah. typically. So uh, that'll be a good one. Should be a good one. 
And he said it's supposed to be here Wednesday, so he'll be definitely doing videos. All right, my man. Um, it is your topic. It is your topic. So I don't know what our plan is for um, Tulsa. I know that we're headed to Tulsa uh, not uh, next weekend, but the following weekend. Largest gun show in the world every November, every April. Make sure that you uh, put that on your, your bucket list because I'm telling you, if you go once, you'll want to go every freaking time. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, so that being in two weeks, I don't know how that's going to affect. We may have to double up Ghost and Clover shows or something at some point in November. Oh. Um, but um, since there likely may not be one between now and then, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the the Tulsa wish list for uh, yeah for this go around. Like, what are some things that you're going to have your eye on? You're going to be, you know, we're kind of going to uh, for kind of guess pretty much the first time ever we're going to actually enjoy the show uh more than anything uh hang out uh and just enjoy yeah. the show so um you know but at the corner of your eye you know if you run across a certain something and the deal yeah. is right what are uh, what are some things you're this is actually going to be my second time going to Wanamaker as not being media i'd gone before i started doing a youtube thing once before so um that was years and years ago. That said, um, yeah, I'm actually, it sounds bad, but I'm looking forward not to going as media. And uh, obviously, we're going to help some of our friends out there that have booths that may need to tinkle or may want to go do some shopping themselves. Um, but uh, as a matter of fact, uh, EAA will be at Wanamaker this time. Um, but yeah, just going around and being able to do some shopping and all of that. Um, window shopping if you will because i there are deals out there but typically the, the great deals that i see everyone get are things that i'm not typically interested in that said there are some things that i'm looking for and a couple of them very well may surprise uh a lot of you out there including clover um i'm obviously always looking for an m1 garand um at, at a decent price I'm always looking for an SKS at a decent price. Unfortunately, the last probably four or five years, both of those items are incredibly overpriced, and I don't see them going down anytime, um, unfortunately. But I'm always looking for one of those. Um, I'm looking handgun-wise. I'm looking for, and I don't care if it's used or not, uh, I'm looking for a VP9, a good solid VP9. I'm always interested in looking at some FN FO, uh, 509s. I love that gun as well. Um, I tell you the one that I'm looking, and, and we joke about this with Buck out there. And Buck was looking for a, a nice lever action a few years back, and he found one that he thought was 350 bucks, and it being 35,000, which is one of the funniest things that ever happened. I really am looking forward to maybe finding me a good 357 Magnum lever action. I don't need to be nice. I, I've kind of, for some reason, I've kind of got a little itch and a little lever action, um, which I think would be awesome. I think it would surprise a lot of people out there but uh yeah I, I i've got several things on my on my list things that i'm always looking for uh obviously um 
you never know what I might find. You know, if if I can find uh, some kind of a, a a larger bore, larger caliber uh, AR that's at a decent price. Um, always fun with those. But yeah, just kind of looking um, to to uh, is Ghost is going to be everyone's B team. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah, uh, lever action, 3D7 lever would be kind of cool. Um, yes, I, I'm not going FUD, but I think that a, a really cool 3D7 uh, lever would be kind of something kind of cool to add to the to the arsenal, if you will. And obviously, VP9, 509s I'm looking at. Uh, always looking for a Garand. Always looking for an SKS. Um if I can find me a, a decent looking model 10 that looks like the, the one that I had, um, I might look at that. Um, yeah, defense that said there's been a lot of really good deals on VP9s. Like there have been, and the non optics ready ones. Yeah, there have been. I almost picked one up, and I don't care about being optics ready on a VP9. I wouldn't run an optic on it anyway. So, yeah, I, I did. I just want to wait and kind of see. Uh, maybe what's at Wanamaker and all that, but uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And, and I know that you really don't go there with a wish list. At least you have it in years past. You kind of look for deals, uh, and it really doesn't matter what what that's if true. you had a wish list. What was something that you'd be looking for? Well, I've always got a wish list, and it's it's well, almost sure. always usually it's a Marlin uh, thing, isn't it, to complete some sets yeah, and all that? Yeah, it is. And I and I've always. Uh, uh, I've always got things on a list, uh, you know, Marlins infields. There's, there's multiple things. Uh, uh, but, uh, I want to go back. You had said, um, that also, if you ran across a Legion or something, didn't you? Oh yeah. I, I love uh, Yeah. yeah and, 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 and I know that especially the Wanamaker, it, it's not going to be a good deal. Let's just be honest. Um, there are two guns that I will always look for. You never know, them, though. You never know. That's what I'm saying. I will always look for these two. Uh, and it's a SIG. And people know that I'm not a big SIG fan, except for I do love the 226. So I am looking for a SIG P226X Legion. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful gun. That's all I'm looking for. And then obviously, I'm looking for a Beretta M9 Marine Corps edition. Um, I've actually never seen one in person, and, and and I always and Clover has one, and he holds it over my head. You've never seen mine. I've never seen it in person. No, I may have to bring that to Tulsa, man. I've mine. never seen the Marine Corps version in person, like it, have my hands on it, looking at, or never even have my hands on it. I've never seen one in person, like the commemorative yeah. Marine Corps. In We're gonna have, we'll have to make that happen. We'll have to make. Yeah, that happen. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but those two, I'm always looking for. I'm always looking for a 226 Legion. I'm always looking for an M9 Marine version. But, um, yeah, once again, I don't ever suspect those. Now, the good thing about that is Wanamaker is a kind of place that you might be able to find the Marine Corps version, and that might be the only gun that I'm willing to pay more than I should to get if I ever do find one in person, you know? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. or, or if I can find an Army one and trade you, you know? Yep, and that might be why it might be worth bringing that one. It's just on the off chance you do find an army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it'd be a done deal then. So If you're ever going to uh, find one at a local gun show, Wanamaker is the one that's probably going to be hit, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, as far as mine, um, you know, one thing that's forever been on the list, and with the with the 
Kiger now, I am over the even. I don't even have a wanting for a for a G nineteen Gen three. Not anymore. Uh, uh, like I, I it, why, right? Like yep. No, why? I agree with you. That's, I've got them, but I, but yeah, the Kiger is so yeah. much better. It's amazing. Now, if I don't now, if I found you know deal aside. You know, if I walk across the table, run across a table up there, and there's a deal, I'm going to pick it up regardless. That's kind of what you said earlier. Uh, but um, but a 26 is still on my is still on my list. Uh, Gen three, yeah. 26. Yep. You've you've uh, you've had the 26 on your list for several years, and I can't yeah. remember what movie it was that kind of got you into that. That's Black Widow. It's Black Widow. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so and I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's a vanity reason. That's really the only reason. Sure, um, yeah. And um, but it's got to be the right deal too. Uh, yeah. Willing to go a little bit better, probably on it, but not not a whole lot. Not for a Gen Three Glock. Come on. Sure. Yeah. Um, but um, from there, um, on the infield side, which it isn't really an infield, ah. it's it's rearsenaled for the Indian Army. But you know, um, looking for some Ishapur stuff. Yeah, uh, sure. I think yeah. I've got my infield collection pretty much honed down. As a matter of fact, I got rid of an infield uh, here, um, I don't know, a year ago, maybe even longer. Remember, I traded it for that Beretta, whatever. I do that, remember that. Uh, whatever that Beretta was, I can't even think now. It's all tactical. Um, but anyway. That 22 um, is pretty cool, yeah, though. It is pretty yeah. cool. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. It was, it was a, And it was a good trade. <laughs> it was. I think I come out a little better on that trade, quite honestly. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, so I've pared my infield collection, actual infield collection, down a little bit because I think I've pretty much got every model that I that I, I want or kind of need for the collection with yeah. that. But I don't have. Uh, I've only got uh, as far as Ishapur. Uh, I've only got the. Uh, I've only got the four ten, and mm. I would I would like to find the three oh eight Ishapur. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's so that's on the list. Uh, and a distinct possibility, a definite possibility, at, because there's tons of that stuff at uh, at Tulsa. So, uh, mm. just a matter of matching up condition and price, because I gotta have a I gotta have a shooter. I do not want a beater, for sure. Um, yeah. And then from there, uh, the, the Glock and that one. From there, you get into Marlin, uh, specifically with Marlin, uh, the 101 Crown Prince, which is different mm. than a 101. Uh, I do have a 101. Uh, the Crown Prince is a a uh, much nicer um, sort of upgraded version. Uh, you've got a stainless bolt, um, the the cocking handle, and all on the on the rear is much different. The wood is a higher grade. Uh, occasionally, you will find models where the stocks are are checkered and they have some some inlays and some other things there's various various models of the one oh uh, the 101 crown prints uh mm. and i kicked myself because on the lower level one year we were at tulsa and i found one and the price was right it was definitely fair i should not have even hesitated on it but i did it was one of them things yeah. where you know we were all there and we were doing the media and i needed to be over there and you know it's like ah, you know and and one of two things either it's sold which i i'm pretty sure it's sold um or i just walked that entire lower floor the next day and could not find it uh yeah. but I, I didn't tag it or flag it or make note or anything of where it was at i just remembered right. roughly what area it was in on the lower floor 
or lower level. And I walked that entire lower level three or four times the next day and never and wanted and never seen it. So I figure it sold. Um, mm. And like I said, the price was fair on it. Um, from there, um, I'm always looking for any of the Marlin Model 60s with medallions that I do not have. Uh, I have yet to complete any of those collections. I'm close on a couple. And for those that yeah. aren't aware, uh, a lot of the department stores and other things, uh, uh, Tasco, Otasco, Big Five, uh, there were several, uh, did uh, runs for multiple years, and every year they would have a different medallion in the stock of the Marlin on the Marlin Model 60s. And so, you know, there's a couple of those collections that I like too. <laughs> you know, having the entire run, um, which make them really, you know, which would be awesome because the collection. Uh, would be worth considerably more than the individual rifles themselves. You know, uh, sure, Marlin sure. Model 60s, even the ones with the medallions, you know, given any more than 200 bucks, and and that's talking about really, really good shape. Um, 250 for sure is paying way too much. Uh, yeah. But if I can complete the collection, it's, um, it's exponentially going to be worth more as an entire is, collection. Is a, is a collection, correct. Because yeah. I have spent decades trying to run these down. You know what I mean? Like building yeah. the entire collection is not an easy task. And so you're going to mm -hmm. end up paying for that. So as far as the value, it's definitely there. Um, so always on the lookout, obviously, for those as well. Yeah, there's one more gun I forgot that uh, I've been interested in the last few months. Um and I'm really wanting to maybe find one. And everyone knows how I feel about Walther. I love Walther. Um, but I'm looking for a P99. If I can find me a good P99. Yeah. Because that is the gun that the, the Canic TP9 is based off of. Or a clone of, if you will. And I think it would be great to have a P99 to um, to kind of have and in, 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 in obviously shoot it. But um, kind of see and compare and contrast between that mechanic. But if I can find and, and and honestly, the P99 might be something I can find. Uh, they've been actually going up in prices because of the popularity of the TP9 the last few years. The prices and the values of the P99s have gone up, uh, which is great. But uh, maybe I'll be able to find a deal. Um, so, yeah, um, we're getting ready to draw. Uh, for the third topic, like I said, we're going to give you a minute or so uh, before he hits that draw button. Make sure if you haven't said anything in the chat out there, go ahead and say something because we're getting ready to do a drawing of randomly picking a live member of the audience to give us our third topic. This is uh, this segment is brought to you by our friends over at Taurus International, Taurus USA, whatever. Taurus, everybody knows Taurus, and we'll talk a little bit about Taurus here in a second. Yeah, first, let's spin this thing. Uh, you've got not much New time enemies. to give us a topic. So if your name pops up, uh, make haste and give us a topic. And, George, uh, a trucker, he just said something not too long ago, so maybe he's still out there. George, George a trucker, trucker's out, out there. there. Uh, hopefully he's not on the road, but uh, <laughs> yeah, give him a uh, minute or so here. Uh, at most, but Georgia Trucker, give us a topic in the chat, um, and yeah, we can uh, we can start talking about Taurus, I guess, a little bit, kind of while we're waiting on that. Um, did you see the uh, return I of a certain did. handgun from Taurus? I did the nine seventeen C. Um, 
which to me uh, looks like a 92 FS, a little compact 92 FS, um, possibly even uh, something that they're trying to bring back. But the 917 is back. I saw it a couple, was it maybe Thursday or Friday? I think. I think I saw that's when I saw, but yeah, the last couple days, uh, the 917 is back for Taurus in the compact uh, variation. So, so, what do you think about that? So, real quick, Georgia Trucker out there says thoughts on Rossi. We're already talking about Taurus. So, yeah. is that your is that your topic, or are you going to pick something else for your topic, Georgia Trucker? Let's let us yeah, know. Rossi will come up in this. Uh, we can as well. we can we can table that, and we can specifically talk about Rossi if that's what you want. Otherwise. That's a, it's a waste of a topic. Just want to make sure. And it uh, might anyway. be a waste of a topic because I have zero experience with Rossi. So my conversation <laughs> will be uh, listening to Clover's side of what Rossi is. Kind of limited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sarge out there is saying the uh, 917 should be optic ready. So I am a little surprised because um, I, I do agree with him. Not because I love optics on pistols. That's not the case. But. Uh, this being a, a new quote unquote re release, everything these days are coming, or at least have the option of being optic ready, right? I, I am very surprised that there's not even an option to get one that's optic ready. I don't know. Little surprise. But then again, yeah, and with the know, Toro, everything they've got, this Toro, right? But let's be honest also, Beretta, the, the, the 92 design. Um, is not the greatest design for an optic. Let's just be honest. So, mm, yeah, probably, probably. I mean, I don't think it looks good with an optic, but that's. I don't. Think, I don't think so either. Yeah, I wouldn't put one on there anyways because it just would look. But I, I love the, the lines of a ninety-two design. So right, uh, right. Um, you know, speaking of of Taurus and something that. I've seen uh, here not too long ago with them finally after months and months or even years of saying, I don't know how long the Rancher carbine uh, had been, has yeah. been out. But they come out with the Tactical Cowboy, which is the, I don't remember, is it a 7.5 inch or 9 inch or something, with a rail. And ever since that came out, I'm like, you guys need to put a rail on either the 16 inch revolver so people can convert those to carbines. Uh, or um, come out with a rancher with a rail on it. Um, and they have finally come out with a rancher with a rail on it. <laughs> so, um, so you can actually put, and because uh, I've got a converted, I've got a 16 inch uh, revolver that I bought the stock kit and the frame and everything, the grip frame and the stock kit from. Heritage, and that's one of the cool things about the Heritage revolvers is all that stuff interchanges, and um, so it makes it really simple. And so I built yeah. my own rancher, so to speak, and that's one of the things that ever since I've done that, and I'm like, man, I wish I could put just a little four power, ten dollar Tasco or something on this because sure, yeah, that that rear gutter sights, single action revolvers, uh, you you guys know what I'm uh, uh, talking about. Uh, out there um then um the rear gutter sights with that big front blade just on like a carbine rifle playing around is just not it's not good mm -hmm. <laughs> I no i hear you right um 
but uh, yeah, you know, talking about the uh, you know the Taurus, and then obviously you've got all the revolvers and other things. Yeah, George Trucker's got us a, a topic out there. Cool. Um, the uh, you've got all the the revolvers, the big bores, and then you've got the Rossies. So a lot of uh, a lot of what you're seeing on the Toro, the Optics Ready revolver line are, are Rossies now. Yeah, and anyway, Rossi has um, some lever action and some. Some shotguns under the line, but yeah, I think that um, I think the revolvers are kind of what people think of when they think Rossi. Uh, at least I do. Uh, now, George says, Trucker says he's looking for a budget. Uh, so he said, if we're going to come in Rossi, uh, he said, what about Ruger American? And I have a little bit of experience with Ruger Americans, uh, nothing substantial, um, but I have more experience with Ruger Americans than I do with Rossi's. Um, we what about table, you? Your experience with? What do you want, we, you want to table the Rossi, or what do you want to do? Are we moving on? I don't know. It's up to you. It makes no difference to me. You can choose whichever one you feel most comfortable with. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm really not. I'm, I don't know. I'm just not sure what uh, what's going on as far as the direction. Georgia Trucker kind of threw us for a loop out there. With, well, he says, uh, if you're going to cover Rossi, how about the thoughts of the Amer Ruger American, if you have any? Um, either way, you can either talk about Rossi or we can talk about either one. Uh, I have yeah. no problem talking about either one of them. Yeah. Um, very Two very different things. Let's just say that about Rossi real quick. Because mm -hmm. with Rossi, you've got the lever actions. You've got you know, semi-auto rim fires. You've got the shotguns. And it pretty much ends there. Um, the Ruger American is going to be bolt action right so um yeah we can move on say thanks to taurus for the for that and uh, and move on and talk about ruger american because i i own several and have owned several um mm -hmm. as far as the budget line of bolt action rifles um i prefer the ruger american uh, i prefer it over the savage now not the higher dollar savage bolt actions but when we're talking about mm -hmm. that budget line so definitely, you know, over the Savage Axis, uh, Thompson doesn't make theirs anymore. Whatever that was called, the Compass. I think Comp. I think Thompson. Yeah. I think yep. they discontinued those. Or, or I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen them for a while, so they probably did. Something happened, and I can't remember what. But I don't think those are around anymore. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of another budget. The Mossberg Patriot is sort in that range, but I think maybe Mossberg Patriot maybe be, be a little more expensive. It's, I think it would be. I would consider that lower than the American. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not a fan of the Mossberg Patriot. Uh, so, out of all of those, my pick is the is the American line. I like the trigger in the American line. Um, not the greatest, um, but again, we're talking a budget line. Uh, but definitely manageable. Uh, I like the, the bolt. I like the action. I like the lockup. There's a lot of things that I, that I like. Uh, my quote-unquote coyote rig uh, topped with thermal uh, is a uh, Ruger American in 308 uh, that has had the barrel chopped to 16 inches. Uh, mainly because I've shoot subsonics more than anything, and I don't need for subsonics. I don't need the added barrel length. It's silly. So since I'm running suppressed on it as well, um, save that, uh, save the length. Really, I'm not. I wasn't shedding that much weight <laughs> chopping right. 
what was that so from 16 to 22 six inches off of it uh chopping six inches of barrel and adding a suppressor obviously i'm not i'm not really necessarily cutting weight it's more the, the profile and the length but um even at um even shooting supers through that 16 inch barrel that's been chopped and it was recrowned it was done right um in that ruger american uh, you know call it bastardized if you want if you will you know ruger american um I can still get easily get sub MOA at a hundred yards out of it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a, uh, I've got a 30 out six in the Ruger American, um, with a lightweight stock on the Ruger American, the 30 out six, it, it, it beats on you a little bit. Uh, not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I've had a 270 as well in the Ruger American and I've shot various other calibers. The, the, uh, seven, six, two 39, for example, the 300 blackouts, um, uh, the uh, the five five six is really freaking sweet uh, in the Ruger yeah. American. Um, one good thing about the Ruger American, when I was I got into the Ruger Americans as far as the budget line and all, when kind of when they first came out, and haven't paid a whole lot of attention to them personally since. And um, one of the things that aggravated me way back when, and it's not true anymore, is the aftermarket for those. The aftermarket yeah. for the uh, Ruger Americans has absolutely exploded. And one of the biggest thing is stocks. Like you can yeah. go get a laminate stock from Boyd's now for 99 bucks or probably even less on sale uh, yeah. and have a really nice laminate stock and something like that 30 odd six. Boyd's makes some awesome stocks. So I'm just, yeah look awesome too yeah yeah this is true yeah yeah you can really spruce that rifle up it'll look like way a way more expensive rifle than just a ruger american uh if you're into that sort of thing but uh as far as rails availability <laughs> for for uh you know rails and things like that for your optics and other things uh yeah. just so many more uh there's so much more uh, yeah. options out there for aftermarket on the Ruger Americans now. So that's, yeah. Uh, yeah two I, thumbs up, I, I, two I thumbs shot, up for me for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind the, the, the Ruger American. I've shot some standards. I've shot, I think it's called the ranch. Uh, and I've shot a couple of hunters, which has more of a, 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 a precision stock on it, if you will. Right. Uh, more of a chassis system. Uh, Calibers are, Chambers, stocks, and barrel links basically are the only difference across all their variations. They've yeah, got the predator, exactly. they've got the the hunter, the predator, the long range. Maybe the, the predator the, I shot. Do they have, do they have uh, one called the ranch? Do they have one called the ranch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've do. got the ranch. Okay, yeah, the okay. Ranch is the short, now, then it's yeah. the ranch. I, I know I've shot the standard, yeah. the ranch, and the hunter. Uh, and I, when you said predator, like, oh crap, that might have been that. But I, I think I think it's the ranch. If they've got a ranch, and that's one I shot. Uh, and, and they're all fine. They're all fine. He's saying that he's wanting a new a few rifles, mostly owned pistols so far. Uh, talking budget stuff. I will say this: I, 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 I'm not going to talk down upon Ruger American for what they are. Now, what I will tell you, and you brought up a good point about aftermarket um, parts and accessories, this, that, and the other. I will say this to you, Georgia Trucker. This is just my personal opinion. For $75, $100 maximum, more, you can get into a pretty decent Remington 700, and we're talking about a rifle that the vast majority of other companies is designed around to where aftermarket is unlimited. Um, I don't, I'm not saying the 700 is, is a better rifle. 
I like it better than a, a Ruger American. That said, you're going to spend maybe $75 to $100 more. Um, but if you're willing to spend an extra little bit of money, I think that you should also at least look at a Remington 700 before you make your decision. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I disagree. Unless you're looking I'm just at an saying. Older, older version. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at an older version, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Is Rim Arms, which is the new company, I don't know if they're – are they doing anything? I think they brought – Oh, brought I like don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I, w I wouldn't buy anything from yeah, Remington that's probably in the last five years for sure. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't buy anything in the last probably 30 I'm just saying. On a I'm just saying. But yeah. But, um, but a 700 is something that uh, will get you in that ballpark. And we're talking about um, a lot of it is is uh, a lot of rifles are based on, at least on the action of the 700, and, and that's, a, that's a cool thing. Uh, yeah. Howa, brought up Howa. Howa does have a good line of, of decent budget yeah. rifles. I would definitely say that if, if you can find a Howa or a Tika that's got a budget line or maybe even a used Tika or a used Howa that you can get for the same price as a new Ruger American jump on a Howa Tika or Bergara. Either one of those three that might be used in the used market uh, will be very superior to that Ruger American. And you might be able to find some for a decent price in the used market. Just saying. Well, and there's some, there's definitely, I'm glad you brought that up. There's definitely something to be said about the used market and bolt raffles. Yes. Typically bolt rifles in the used market, handguns can be flat worn out. 22s yeah. can be flat worn out. Uh, typically, centerfire bolt guns, um, I mean, somebody got them because they thought they needed it for hunting or they thought they were going to try hunting or they whatever, you know, and a lot of times they haven't been shot much. I mean, there's, you know, I see, right, and I have actually sold a few myself personally, yeah. bolt guns that may have had three or four boxes through all those shells and like that was it, like yeah. less than 100 rounds. And I see that pretty regularly with, with bolt guns. And I mean, at that point, and, you're unless, unless even, you're shooting competition and you're putting a dude, bunch of rounds through that for ballistic testing and all that, the average bolt action rifle does not get used very much. It gets used yeah. for a couple months a year, you know? <laughs> yeah, not even enough, honestly, to break in the barrel, quite mm -hmm. honestly, you know? Yeah, I would definitely say nothing wrong with a Ruger American. If that's what you want, uh, I don't think you're going to find people that will shame you for getting that. I think if you're willing to spend an extra $100 more than a Ruger American, you can find a Tika Bergara Howa used uh, for maybe a little bit more money, but not a lot, but a little bit more that will take you a lot longer and be a much better option for you for sure. Yeah. Well, but I'm not going to say anything bad about Ruger American. I think they're fine rifles for what they are. And he, and he said budget. So when he, he did. When he, when he's saying budget, I'm like, you know, I don't like. Is it like with, under a thousand, under eight hundred? I mean, everyone's budget well, is different, you know. What I was thinking is when he said budget is, I don't want to say if you spend a little more, if you spend a little more, because he was talking about budget already. So what I'll say yeah. is in the used market, since Ghost has already covered that end of the spectrum, I'll say in the used market, um, look at because I mentioned the 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 Thompson Compass. The Thompson Compass is a great rifle. Um, yeah. The thing is, they don't make it anymore, uh, as far as I know. Uh, and so you're going to have to get it in the used market. So if you, you might could pick up. I've seen them in previous years on Black Friday sales for two two fifty. 
Um, so it's very possible you can find those for a couple hundred bucks in the used market. And and a Thompson Compass for a couple hundred bucks is a solid purchase. Period. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, if you can find yourself, I forgot to add one to that list. If you can look for a used market, um, don't be afraid to look at the Savage Stealth as well. The Savage Stealth series pretty is pretty solid rifle as well. Well, any of the Savage, the 110. Any of the, the Savage. The, the 110, 110, the 110. The 10, yeah, yeah, the 10-110 series. They're um, all good. Pretty pretty salty. So even the 111s, pretty salty uh, Pretty salty action. Pretty good stuff, yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Marcus out there says, don't them. sleep on the CZ bolt actions. Um, in 762 by 39, his son's got one and loves it. Um, if you're going to go that yeah. caliber. Yeah. If you're going to go that caliber, then yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely. Uh, and, and thanks, George Trucker, for uh, that topic. Um, I hope we helped you. We probably confused the hell out of you more than helped you. Um, but the answer to your question on Ruger American is they are fine rifles for what they are. Uh, as you're doing your research, we were just trying to give you some different options. Maybe you can find on the used market that might be the same price or maybe just a little bit more that might give you better options uh, than that Ruger American. But if you have your mind and heart set on the Ruger American, then by God, brother, go buy what you want and just enjoy shooting. Yeah, I don't think you're going to go wrong. So for me, the answer is yes. Yep, I would say yes as well. So, thank you for that, uh, Georgia Trucker. And again, thanks to uh, Taurus for the uh, viewer uh, topic submitted section of the evening. Yes. Yes. Um, Halloween's coming up uh, Tuesday. I know that uh, we both have things planned. Obviously, the Armed Citizen podcast will have its Halloween edition Tuesday at 7 Central, followed by a possible... Uh, surprise special edition from clover eh, i don't know that it'll be a surprise but uh, every year as folks know there's two things that we have well there's things that we have done on the regular uh, we talked about at the top of the show rewind if you want to hear that by the way if you, you came in later whatever but uh we talked about the situation with patreon and, and years ago uh we started the lawn chair pops those have kind of subsided as patreon and membership and stuff has dwindled um, but, um, two things that were born out of the lawn chair pops was reading Edgar Allan Poe's telltale heart on Halloween yep. and how the Grinch stole Christmas on Christmas mm. or at least That's Christmas correct. Eve. And I don't want to, I don't want to sleep. I don't think on those two things, uh, yeah. I'm not prepared to go through and bring back the whole lawn chair pop thing. And I just, again, the sport, the engagement, maybe one day. Because to that point again, uh, back to pre-cough cough levels and, and you know, it, it's worthwhile, it's worth the effort. But um, but but I think we're going to do the readings uh, Halloween night. So uh, if you're uh, interested in, in hearing a spooky story, because it's definitely a freaky, spooky story. Um, yeah, come uh, join us as we uh, as we read Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. What, 18? 63 i think is what he wrote that or something oh don't get me lying i can google through it real quick uh yeah i've done it for so many years now i, I think that's it that's numbers in my head for some reason but i could be wrong 
Uh, first published in 1843. 1843. Okay, I was 20 years old. It says off, first so published go. in 1843. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. That that dude was uh, in a messed up mind, is all I can say. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it, it sounds weird, but some of the greatest and the most creative people are borderline schizophrenic, you know? Yeah, uh, there's a fine line between genius and crazy, and yes. I think he definitely skirted that line um, <laughs> more than most. Yeah, um, but you had you had several 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 writings of his that were just unbelievable. Uh, Telltale Heart, uh, The Raven, all they just phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal, uh, phenomenal writer. Um, unfortunately, he is depicted as a weird dude, so a lot of people don't like talking about him or bringing him up when it talks to especially great American writers, right? Um, now, mandatory curious is he crossed the line. I mean, we know that, buddy. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> he crossed right. that. Uh, he said, in a tank. This is true. He destroyed yeah. that line. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but no, it, it's he's a great writer, and and I personally enjoy uh, the Telltale Heart. I'm a big uh, Edgar yeah. Allan Poe fan, so I enjoy that lawn chair pop. And obviously, who doesn't like a Grinch stole Christmas? So uh, another great Dr. Seuss, another crazy person was a great writer. You know. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that Tuesday night. So that might be following uh, our podcast Tuesday night. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, we got a couple of cool uh, items. I got a couple things in this weekend. I got a couple more things coming this week. I uh, put a compilation video out uh, uh, earlier today or earlier this evening uh, of all the cool kind of toys that we got to mess around with on the range this, this, this month. And um, I've had a couple of people saying, I mean, it'd be nice to see all of these different guns all in one video. So I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea. So maybe every month or every couple of months, whenever I get four or five or six of them at a time, uh, I'll be doing a compilation to kind of see, we can see all the guns. So if you want to see the October uh, Boogaloo Bunch um, video, then it's out there now and kind of gives you all the stuff that we play with. Got a lot of kind of stuff coming in November we'll be playing with. So looking forward to that. And guess what, buddy? It's damn near shot time. You know, once we start getting to November, we start, at least I do, I start kind of uh, oh, yeah. getting into shot mode, especially once, once Wanamaker's done, then I'm oh, yeah. definitely mentally in shot mode, you know? Yep. No, 100%. Yep. Uh, what else you got? You got any podcasts coming up this week? Yeah. Uh, European American Armory and, um, and um, Sput Targets. I'm sorry? Sput targets so okay i'm glad you said that slowly s-p-u-t sound like slut targets huh um, um yeah that's sure. a racy that's a racy target a slut target is. What, what is a <laughs> slut target uh we might have to have that conversation on the podcast as a matter of fact no sput like sputnik or whatever like but sure yeah. um and there's a video on the channel uh they're basically a target a reactionary target with chalk inside of them so yes they uh, are. pretty pretty fun so that's it man Pretty cool. Uh, once again, thank you to everybody for uh, supporting us, whether it's through Patreon, uh, through YouTube memberships, through swag, through our affiliate links, Amazon, buying stuff on our website. More importantly, just watching our videos, showing up to the live stream, sharing them, and just being a part of the conversation with us. That's really what we do appreciate the most. If you get a chance, uh, we want you to support our sponsors as well with EAA, European American Armory, and Taurus. Um, 
if nothing else, if you don't feel like buying any of their products, that's okay. Um, you can support them through us uh, by just going to their social media and finding any random posts and just leave a comment. Hey, thanks for supporting Ghost and Clover for their podcast. That does mean a lot. Um, we shall see you in maybe two weeks. I'm not sure, like Clover said, really not sure um, what we're going to do with Wanamaker. On, uh, we'll be traveling back from Wanamaker. We will we'll figure it out. We'll double up somewhere. Um, oh, uh, like, I, yep. Uh, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say also, if you did not show up early, uh, both Clover and I made um, an announcement when it comes to Patreon. So if you support either one of us or both or uh, either one of us on Patreon, go check, uh, go check that feed on both of ours because we've uh, I've, I've sent a message and he's put a video out and it'll kind of explain where we're doing from uh, in the, moving forward in the future with Patreon. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you going to say? No, you're fine. I was just going to tell everybody I make jokes when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, and uh, dear God, this parachute is a knapsack. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really do hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for supporting my channel, Ghost Tactical, and Clover Tax channel. And thank you for supporting our sponsors as well. Make sure you leave us a comment. Tell us what topic ideas you have, how good we're doing, how bad we're doing. More importantly, give us a good rating wherever you listen to this podcast. Make sure you check out all of our projects over on our website, ghosttactical.us, and on Clover's website, clovertac.com. Guys, we'll see you in two weeks, and thanks again for listening. Simplify.